On today's episode of Investing in Cannabis, we sit down with David Hua, the CEO and co-founder of Meadow. Meadow connects medical marijuana patients with reliable dispensaries to get quality medicine delivered to your door. You can find our show, Investing in Cannabis, everywhere media is currently being consumed. Enjoy the show. What's good, everybody? Welcome to Investing in Cannabis. I'm your host, Brandon David. Super excited for today's guest. I, uh, I reached out about a month ago for no better purpose other than just, hey, man, I think what you're doing is really cool. Can we get together and connect? He was nice enough to invite me to his beautiful new office, and uh, we thought we'd shoot a little podcast thing. So uh, please welcome David Hua, CEO, co-founder of Meadow. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys, guys, guys. I'm kidding. Uh, thank you. Cool. Well, thanks again for being on the show, man. Uh, My pleasure, man. Why thank don't you, you just start us. by uh, telling us what Meadow is? Sure. Uh, Meadow is one of the easiest ways you can use to conveniently get medical marijuana delivered to your door. Amazing. Yeah. And how did this concept come up? I mean, what were you doing that you decided, hey, I'm going to start delivering marijuana? Yeah. Um, actually, the story... Uh, happened about a year, a little over a year ago. We, uh, I ended up going to Oaksterdam University. Uh, hmm. It's this cannabis college on the East Bay. Uh, what's really cool about it is the faculty is completely comprised of advocates and people within the business and people are operators that take time of their, out of their day just to come and, and teach, uh, which I thought was really awesome. And um, one of the people that we met, uh, or I met, was Debbie Goldsberry. Uh, she runs a, uh, currently a dispensary called Magnolia out in the East Bay, but she was one of the original co-founders of um, BPG, uh, Berkeley yep. Patients Group. Yep. And she basically walked through her day-to-day of operating that business, and it was uh, pretty tedious. Um, there's no, a lot, not, not a lot of software out there to help them run their business. The uh, ways of processes and things are a bit antiquated. And... Um, there wasn't one system. It was a bunch of different systems uh, patchworked together. And uh, so we took that idea and, or that pain and that challenge and sort of incorporate into our personal uh, challenge, which was essentially buying uh, medical marijuana and getting delivered. The experiences at that time was still pretty- uh, Pretty shitty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there it is. And so uh, we married the, the pain of what dispensaries need to manage your business with the pain of a patient uh, trying to order and get you know, uh, medicine delivered to the home and create a meadow. Yeah, so I think one of the interesting things you just said is that yeah. you're solving a pain point for the dispensary as well, mm-hmm. which is in pretty stark contrast to, to others that are out there. Was it always conscious from the beginning that you wanted to keep the dispensary branding in the product? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um, you know, dispensaries uh, and collectives, and they all have their own unique identity. And uh, it's not like you're just buying uh, an eighth of, of marijuana, it's you're buying an eighth of marijuana or a high CBD strain grown up in Marin um, by a local farmer that's been doing it for a few years. I think there's uh, different dispensaries that cater to different demographics. And, um, you know, I think it was important to, to focus, or at least you know, showcase that you're buying from a specific one or another. Mm-hmm. So you have this idea, you begin to build it. How do you get the first couple traction? I mean, it, it's kind of hard to, to figure out growth in the canvas industry. Yeah, uh, we used it. You know, I think uh, building a product, oftentimes you are your best customer. So we, uh, 
You solved your own problem. We solved our own problem. Very nice. And then, uh, you know, as we were using it and telling our friends about it, and they told their friends, as we uh, kept checking in with the dispensaries and, and getting, sh uh, making sure we're building the right features for them, mm -hmm. um, and building out our roadmap, that's kind of how it, how it started. Got it. And was it always your idea that you, you were going to apply to YC? Was that always something you wanted to do? Um, so it's me and three co-founders. Okay. Uh, all of us have worked together previously, and we all decided, yeah, let's let's apply to Y Combinator and, and see if uh, we can get in there. So you get a phone call and you go for your 10-minute interview, right? There are 10 minutes. Well, it's a series of emails, but yeah, okay. we get we get the interview, and uh, yeah, 10 minutes. And how does that 10 minutes go down? I mean, what do, what do they ask you? It's uh, it's probably one of the more more intense Q and A. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Q&A sessions I've been in, essentially it's, um, you know, trying to, for, from their end, they're trying to get as much data as possible about what you're trying to do, what the purpose is, whether or not it's an addressable market uh, that's big, and uh, whether the team can execute. And um, yeah, it was 10 minutes of them asking questions. Just uh, yeah. yeah, just grilling, but it was fun. It was great. The, the partners are very involved, and it was cool. Two of the partners that we interviewed with became our uh, our, our partners throughout the program. Cool. And did they have any hesitation that it was in cannabis? What was their, oh, their yeah. feeling on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was a leading question. Yeah. 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 Uh, absolutely. I think um, the the way we approached it was, uh, you know, really around just building software. And uh, they understand technology and if abstract all of the, you know, the nuances of, of cannabis away. It's, a, it's an industry that needs software. Mm -hmm. and um, you know, they were totally behind that. How we operate our business and how we, um, you know, work by building the tools for the dispensaries is one of the things that were really attractive to them. Mm -hmm. um, because there be, there's a lot of dispensaries that are coming online and a lot of dispensaries currently that need a, need a better platform. Yep, yep. And so you get into YC, you must be fucking stoked, right? Yeah. Like, hell yeah. Yeah. What's that first dinner like? You show up at the first dinner and, and what happens? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we were really stoked. I think uh, I think at the the first meeting is you see all of these uh, all these other entrepreneurs, and it's really cool because it's like finding your tribe, right? Everybody is super passionate about what they're working on. Everyone's really open to sharing what they're doing, um, and not only just the what they're doing in terms of progress, but also sharing of like how they're feeling, you know, what challenges they're overcoming, and. Eat, uh, you know, all the founders could empathize one, with one another. If anything, also help. Uh, all of us are kind of, you know, walking down the, a similar path, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. it was just amazing to see such great energy uh, building something for for the world. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it was great. And these dinners have gotten pretty big now. How, how big are the class sizes in NYC now? We had uh, about 115, 114 companies wow. within our batch. Yeah, yeah, that's quite a bit. And as it's grown, do you think? Well, you weren't in the previous no. classes, obviously, but uh, obviously the value is still there. You're, you're really excited. But I just wonder, as the class size grows, how much, you know, how many touch points do you get a week? Or is it just that, that one dinner? I think that, um, you know, I think YC is what you make of it, mm. right? There's a lot of resources now in front of you. Uh, you as an entrepreneur need to focus on your business, but also leverage the resources that are available to help you push your business forward. Um, I think that the class size for us was great. We had a chance to, um, you know, roll out features for our class and uh, get feedback really quick and understand that, you know, cannabis is for everyone. 
it's uh, everyone, especially in the tech world, you know, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of people have insomnia, uh, migraines are prevalent, um, all these things that cannabis helped uh, for, for a lot of our, our founder batchmates. Mm. Yeah, that reminds me of an interesting story. So another part of your, your business is the doctor, the doctor coming to your house, which I think is ingenious. Yeah. Basically, Dr. Dan, yeah. right, who, who's a really cool guy, shows up at your house and says, uh, you know, what hurts, basically, right? Yeah. Like, how, how can I help you today? And he said, do you work in a startup? Yeah. And I said, yeah. And he said, well, it must be really, really stressful. Yeah. <laughs> and it really is, yeah. right? And it just it's... speaks to what you just said about. So uh, Super stressful. I mean, the, the doctor is a tremendous amount of convenience. I learned a ton from him. He's super knowledgeable. Mm -hmm. There's all these little other options popping up now where mm -hmm. you can get a phone call and a recommendation. You can do a video chat. Do you plan to continue to compete in that space or where's Meadow headed in, in that way? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the doctor service came up from feedback. A lot of our, uh, uh, a lot of patients kept coming to us and saying, hey, like, uh, I can't leave my home. I just got soldier, uh, shoulder surgery and I need to be home. Like, can you send a doctor? And uh, eventually, yeah, yes, we can. Yep. We can send a doctor to your home. And the where we'll take the products, as long as people and patients tell us what they want, we'll, we'll, we'll keep building. Mm. And you know, whether it's more convenience for telemedicine, whether the in-home visit, regardless of that, the, the biggest thing that we try to get across is an onboarding experience that educates the consumer, uh, educates the patient about what cannabis is, uh, depending on their level of uh, sophistication mm -hmm. and really targeting their con specific condition. So regardless of the mechanism, the channel, that's what we want patients to walk away with um, so that they are aware, they know what's happening, and they can properly dose themselves with uh, the medication that they're getting. And the right strain. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So yeah. he specifically told me, get something with purple in it. Yeah. Because the if, purple. You, if you have anxiety or you yeah. want to fall asleep, that's really the strain that you want to indica and darker on the purple is the better, right? Yeah. I um, mean, you can go uh, you can go a number of ways, but you know, strains, if anything, you help the, the patient understand that there's something called a difference between strains. So when they do uh, order, they at least have some sort of semblance of, okay, different strains have different effects we should be looking for what those effects will help me the most with. Mm -hmm. And what's really interesting about cannabis is that there are so many different strains affect different people different ways. So you're kind of on your own journey to find mm -hmm. the strains that you like. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of one of the most enjoyable parts for me, but for people that don't know, helping them. Yep, totally. Uh, so you go through YC, you're really happy with the outcome, mm -hmm. right? They ask for what percentage growth? They try to target what percentage growth? In, in Seven percent. Seven percent is usually the, the goal. And you guys crushed that goal. We're right? we're good. Good. Yeah, we're good. good. Sounds good, man. Yeah, we're okay. growing. Um, I think it's a it's a long race. So yeah. So it sounds like you have kind of the the cannabis side down pat, right? And you have the tech side. Let's talk a little bit about the logistics. You decided to do this partnership with Sidecar. Sure. Can you tell me a little bit about how that came about? Yeah. Um, you know, essentially the what we found. Uh, within the current space that we operate in, there's existing networks and existing tools that we can leverage. And um, Sidecar, which is interesting, has a capacity of drivers. Uh, they also have a capacity of drivers that are able to do uh, deliveries, uh, package it deliveries, or they can bring the, the, uh, the person the, around. And instead of just thinking about people and packages, we were thinking about, all right, what about like patients and medicine? 
And Sidecar is really open to that. And you know, why not? Why put more drivers on the road versus you know, help you leverage existing networks and increase their efficiency and capacity? Mm -hmm. So that's the the original genesis of why that partnership uh, sort of came about. And um, yeah, so far so good. And then all those drivers need to have recommendations as well. Oh yeah, correct? absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So Dr. Dan was busy for for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think a lot. Actually, a lot of them had their own. Already uh, had it. Already had it. Cool. And what's really cool is uh, the patients themselves are really stoked about it because they're believers. They they want to, you know, help. And uh, yeah, it was mainly on training, just making sure everyone knows the, the right laws and how to handle, um, you know, uh, the delivery and and what you know what they need to do. So. Yeah. yeah. You also work with another company that's very near and dear to my heart called OnFleet, and that handles like your delivery management software. Sure. Full disclosure, I started at OnFleet this week, so what up, guys? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> OnFleet. Tell me a little Love bit about Onfleet. how they've helped you, just a couple sentences so, you know, uh, college can get yeah. off on back. OnFleet is one of the best. No. Um, this episode brought to you by <laughs> OnFleet. <laughs> no, I, I love the team over there. Uh, I love the, the problem that they're solving, uh, helping scale they're building tools as well right we have a very similar um, philosophy in helping uh, businesses and helping uh, their partners build tools and let them run their business and it made total sense to find a logistics uh, part a software partner like on fleet that um, you know cares about feedback is willing to iterate pretty quickly and uh, you know looked at cannabis as a just like any other industry it needs to get one uh, a package from point A to point B, and how do we do that the most efficiently uh, way, po way possible, and not having to build it out on our own was uh, definitely a really good decision. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Commercial over. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so post sidecar, what's next for you guys? I mean, what, what's the next product line you're gonna, you know, what's the future look like for Meta? Sure. Uh, you know, I think what's really interesting is there's still a lot of software to be built. Uh, for all players within the ecosystem. Meadow is all about a gathering place, a uh, platform, if we were speaking tech, but a gathering place for all people within the, within the cannabis universe. Uh, that could be growers, vendors, uh, dispensaries, patients, you know, all these people uh, and, and all the industries that they, they work in uh, or certain specifics of the industry that they work in can, can be part of Meadow. And, so that's kind of where we want to take it. Uh, delivery is still a big part, and uh, that's what we're focusing on. But you know, we'll see where it goes. Talk about a little bit more about the cannabis community. I mean, it, I think that's one thing that you guys really have hit on the head mm -hmm. with the events, and as opposed to some others that maybe are just still slanging weed. You know, it's, yeah. it's a different kind of mentality. Yeah, uh, you know, I think what's really amazing about the the community is how uh, how open and warm. And, uh, and generous they are, right? I think uh, everyone in this uh, is in it together. It's, uh, it's not so much me against you, it's us together helping to enlighten other, others that may or not be, uh, that may be ignorant of, of all the things that uh, cannabis can help with. So we're stronger together. And what's really great is focusing on um, building those relationships, enabling people to meet and build those bonds is, is gonna help everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really great to hang out with like-minded people. Just like finding um, our tribe within YC, we have a tribe within the, the cannabis community of very like-minded people that wanna see it in, uh, 
in a very elevated and enlightened state of where it currently is. Mm -hmm. As this community galvanizes more over the next year or so, and uh, we get recreational in California, I, I personally believe that'll happen in 2016. It's, it's on the ballot, but fingers crossed, right? Uh, how does that change Meta? What, what's that look like for the business when it becomes recreational? Sure, I mean, we haven't really put too much thought into it. Okay. Um, we know it's on the ballot, we know it's coming. I think uh, a lot of the focus currently for us is medical and figuring out how to help people with these conditions uh, find the right medicine for them. Mm -hmm. uh, I think at the recreational level, you'll find that you know people are um, you know using it outside, using it at the bar, going uh, different places at the park, what have you. I think that's great, um, but there's still a lot to be done with uh, the medical side. Mm. You know, for instance, we have you know we had a patient uh, last month that um, hasn't smoked at all ever in her whole life. Uh, had migraines constantly, once every, twice every, three three times a day. Right, and we were telling her about, hey, why don't you try tinctures? Uh, these one-to-one -one, uh, THC to CBD tinctures that should you know, help bring uh, those migraines uh, you know, down. And she ended up getting a recommendation. Still hasn't smoked. Mm -hmm. Bought uh, a few tinctures and and tried it out, and hasn't had a migraine in three months now. Mm. Uh, and so we we checked in with her last month, and you know, I'm assuming it's been four months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's someone like that that you would never think is a, a, a cannabis smoker but has so many more applications that can apply to other people. And you're seeing that movement happen with uh, kids with epilepsy. You're seeing that happen more with uh, veterans with PTSD. Uh, there's so many different conditions and this plant can really help. And you know, so we're focused on medical. What, what a great success story for her as well. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm like, changed her yeah? life, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I read yeah, recently great. that like 50% uh, of legal revenue is now edibles or, or not smokable products, which yeah. is fascinating, right? I don't think most people think like, they think, oh, people smoking pot, right? But it's yeah. really, it can be totally innovative. In, Absolutely. Yeah. Yep, very cool. Um, cool, so as you kind of build the team, you're, you're a very culture-driven dude, and that's a word yeah. that gets thrown around a lot in sure. San Francisco, but what are some of the values that you want to have in your team, in your company as, as it grows? Yeah, um, we're still working on, we have a working list. It's not necessarily like these are our core values. We actually, um, we position them a little different. They're our principles. Um, we think a lot about like humility, and that humility is sort of drawn by uh, give by respecting the people that sort of come before us. And there's tons to learn from there, but also from you know new people coming into the space or whoever we're working with. I think humility is a, a big piece. Um, who are the legends that you're talking about? You know, who are the people before you that inspired Oh yeah, you? I mean like Steve D'Angelo uh, is probably one of the guys at the at the tip top. Uh, Debbie Goldsberry was is amazing. Um, I met for the first time a, a guy that uh, was an AIDS patient back in the, uh, the early, mid-90s, when they first got uh, you know, Prop 215. Wow, yeah. I mean, he was a guy that had a card, and mm. he's like, I'm the guy. I'm like, you're the guy. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you're the guy. You're, you're the guy that fought and, and pushed this to where it is today for us to, to help you know, uh, bring it through. And Do you know back then, I'm not aware, how difficult was it to get a card? I mean, obviously he was the first one. It was super different, man. I mean, the, the, the movement 
was really about uh, compassion for these communities of people that uh, were specifically HIV, uh, right? It was ravaging a lot of these gay communities and people needed help. And uh, this woman, her name's uh, Mary, uh, she made these brownies infused with cannabis and gave them out to all these different patients to help with their pain. And she got arrested and then that got in the news and more people pushed. And then it came to a groundswell of support to, to get this through. And you know, that, the, the board of supervisors and the people and the, that got that through was, was huge, huge. And uh, that's the only reason why we can, we're here today. Mm. Yeah. So humil humility is one of, our, mm. one of our big principles that we think about. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely a different one for tech startups, right? No, I think, <laughs> I think humility is good uh, for a lot of people. Uh, we t I don't know. No, I think it's amazing. I yeah. wish more tech startups had that as one of their main values. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so one of my favorite questions is, as yeah. we start to wrap up here is, what's your favorite strain? How do you like to smoke? Why? What, what, what's your mode? Sure. Um, I'm in kind of like R&D mode right now. I'm literally trying a lot of different things. Um, I'm more biased to a sativa. Uh, one thing I'm really liking are heparins. Uh, what's a heparin? Oh, man. Do I have a case? Hold on. So Hepburns are um, come in these little boxes, okay. and they're like cases of five, you know, joints. Like that, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, Audrey Hepburn. Got it. And what's cool is it's flour uh, mixed with ice water hash. Ah. Yeah. Super cool. So that'll, I like these. That'll really get you. Well, I you know I take a few a few puffs of that, and yeah. that'll get me going yeah. for you know. Yeah. Most yeah. of the most of the day, um, but I'm a big believer in like microdosing. Yeah. So you know, not getting stoned, but just a nice lift and keeping it consistent through the day. Got it. So, Durban poison, lamb's breath, um, sativas. Like that's kind of what I, I go for. Yeah, my favorite all-time strain is Green Crack. Yeah. Which is absolute horrible name. No, it's great. For for cannabis. <laughs> no, it's the best name ever. <laughs> but I can never find it. All the growers are out these days. And uh, yeah. it's kind of sad. It's kinda I, sad. I totally recommend more CBD strains though yep. at night. I've been um, I've been really into ACDC, Canatonic. Um, those two are, are pretty pretty solid. Harley Sue is good. It's a mix between Harlequin and Suzy Q. Suzy Q is another one uh, that's more CBD, but it's uh, really good just to, to, to relax and uh, calm the nerves or anything like that. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, well, thanks so much for being on, Dude, man. This is great. was really fun. This was really fun. <laughs> you have a beautiful office, a beautiful day. You're a beautiful person. Life's good. Yeah, life's, life's great. Good. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks a lot for watching, guys. I'll see you next time.